right on tonight. We want to continue. We want to continue in the book of Revelation. And I'm so glad that God is revealing unto us who he is. Just when you think you know him, uh, just when you think you got him figured out, you can't put him in a category. You can't put him in a box. Amen. Uh, certainly he does not belong in, in just the confines of what we think. He's much greater than that. Uh, even his disciples that was with him, uh, the three and a half years of his ministry said, you know, we saw him feed the thousands with the two fish and the five loaves, but we didn't know he could speak to the wind and to the waves. What kind of God is this? And certainly, I'm so glad we're finding out so much in Revelation for God's plan, this apocalyptic language that is used uh, to explain to us who Jesus is. Amen. He was the lamb that was slain even before the foundation of the world and his plan, his plan. I know the enemy feels that he has a plan and he's going to try to carry it out, but God is in control. We're going to find out his plan for the end of this world and the end of mankind as we know. And a lot of we're in a revelation, the 13th chapter. And certainly I want to talk more about this beast, this beast that is to come, the one that is and was not Amen. And certainly I think we need a, a more proper uh, introduction, because I think it will be surprising and eye-opening to individuals to when we do this study uh, to know exactly who and what he is and what his plan, what his plan is. Just as God has a plan, you know the devil, he has a plan as well. And I know many times we hear uh, the term, uh, a lot of times it's given by conservatives talking about the new world order and how there's a deep state and there's some uh, secret agenda by the Democrats to uh, totally change uh, this world. Uh, but I want to uh, encourage and let you all know and enlighten every one of us. Yes, there is a new world order coming, but it's not what we think. <laughs> is not what they think, is not what we think, and that's exactly what we're studying on tonight. Amen. That's exactly where we are. That's exactly where we are in Revelation 13, and I think it's time that we um, kind of sit down on these scriptures, open them up, um, study them, uh, and uh, get a real understanding as to what the enemy is trying to do, and certainly what's going to come to pass because it's written in the Bibles. Daniel says in the end times, knowledge will be increased. That wasn't just uh, technology. That was also knowledge of God's word because Daniel's book was sealed until the end. He knew that John would give us revelation and give us a better understanding of the things that Daniel wrote. Amen. So we're going to, um, let's go to back to Revelation. Hopefully everybody have your Bible. Hopefully you have your Bible. Revelation 13th chapter. We're going to take a real good look at these beasts. 
these entities, these empires, these governments uh, that are coming. All right, Revelation 13 and 1, and says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast, beast which I saw like was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it was wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast and they worshiped the dragon which gave the power unto the beast and they worshiped the beast saying, who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. That's three and a half years. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names was not written in the book of life of the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. If any man have ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. All right, and I want to read one other scripture because it introduced the second beast, which they are the same. All right, and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Amen. And certainly uh, this is the new world order uh, that's coming uh, to pass. And we certainly know um, God, the Lord himself shall ascend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first and we that are alive and remain shall be called up to meet them in the air. Certainly, we know that after God takes his church out, amen, there's going to be a time of great tribulation. Seven years of tribulation is going to take place, amen, uh, divided in half. We're going to have three and a half years of the first part of the tribulation and three and a half years called the great day of the Lord. Uh, great day of God's anger when no man is going to be saved. But these three and a half years, these three and a half years is when the Antichrist will totally rule the earth. He will totally rule the world. Now, I know <clears throat> I have said it and it's true. The church will be snatched out. We won't see these things. But what am I? My point is. All of the things of the tribulation are in effect right now.
Uh, the Antichrist is alive and well. Amen. And certainly the spirit of the, the Bible lets us know the spirit of iniquity, the mystery of iniquity doth already work. And only he that letteth will let something is holding back uh, the Antichrist. And we know that's the Lord. Come on, somebody. Uh, but when he reveals him and he takes his hand back, he will be totally unleashed to wreak havoc upon uh, this world. And what's holding him back, the reason God is holding him back is because the church still exists. But guess what? We're still dealing with uh, the effects because, as I say, those things that will be happening during the tribulation period, they already exist and we can see them happening right now. So it's, it's important for us that we spend a little time and talk in Revelation because this is where we are right now. This is relevant word. Amen. And certainly these empires, these governments, and you'll see, hear me use um, some words that are interchangeable. Uh, these empires, governments, kingdoms, uh, systems are being formed right now as we speak, and they are all anti-God. They are against God. And certainly, uh, we know that this first beast will be a political uh, leader that will have power, influence with all of the major um, nations, uh, kingdoms, people of influence, governments, uh, governmental leaders, amen, will be in the palm of his hand. Uh, that second beast that's coming uh, is going to be a religious leader uh, known as the false prophet or the false church. We're using those two uh, terms interchangeably. You'll hear the false prophet, you'll hear the false church, we're talking about the same thing. Uh, both of these will have tremendous authority, uh, and the second beast will be fully in full support of the first beast. Why? Because they're the same. <laughs> uh, this is what we're dealing with, the unholy trinity right now, all right? So it is Satan uh, that gives the first beast his power, his authority. It is Satan also that will give the second beast his authority and his power. The second beast will worship the first beast. Get on somebody, my God. And certainly uh, they will, it will, the first beast will have full support of the uh, false prophet or the false church. Um, so we need to understand, saints of God, um, and, and I'm going to try to explain this so we all understand. We're all on the same page. We need to know who is this beast. And many times we say, well, it's the Antichrist, or it's this, or it's that. I want you to know, yes, it's that, but it's not just that. And let me give you an example. Uh, when we were fighting the war in Iraq, uh, many people were saying, well, we are fighting Saddam Hussein. Uh, and that's true. However, when the U.S. troops are over there fighting 
um, uh, against Saddam Hussein and in Iraq, nobody fought Saddam Hussein. We were fighting his evil regime, his government, his soldiers, his army. So a lot of times when we talk about the Antichrist, we talk about this beast, we think about it as one person. It's not only that. We're fighting his government, his empire. Empire is kind of an old word. Uh, but that's what uh, the words that are used in the book of Daniel, uh, these empires that will come, these evil uh, kings. Uh, but what were they? They were governments. They were systems. They were people, amen, that were being used and controlled by the head of the snake, if you will. All right. So not only uh, were we fighting against the evil regime of Saddam Hussein. Uh, but as I say, none of the U.S. troops fought him personally. When we caught up with Saddam Hussein, he was somewhere underground in a bunker with a whole bunch of money. You all remember that? <laughs> My God, although we were fighting him, he was somewhere locked away. All right. So we are at war with these empires, old term, governments, New world order uh, that is going to come to be, uh, but it's being led by Satan himself. And these beasts are going to be worshipped as God. And people will worship him as God, but they won't even know that they're worshiping Satan. Amen. So all of these um, uh, individuals, these empires, these governments, these systems, amen, are anti-God, amen. This is going to look so much like the real thing that people are going to think they're worshiping God, but they're actually worshiping the beast. All right, a few things that I want to um, talk about. A lot of times when we're studying the book of uh, Revelation, there's four different views that um, Bible theologians uh, think about as they're, when they think about Revelation, and sometimes um, they have different views. Uh, there's the polemicist view, P-O-L-E-M-I-C-I-S-T, polemicist view of Revelation, that everything is an allegory, and an allegory is a uh, a story that uh, gives you a hidden message, reveals a hidden message. There is the historist view, H-I-S-T-O-R-I-C-I-S-T, historist view. Uh, they feel that everything in Revelation are things that have happened in the past uh, and it has already taken place. There is the preterist, preterist view, P-R-E-T-E-R, I-S-T, the preterist view, uh, they talk about revelation as prophecy that has already been fulfilled and there's nothing yet uh, to be revealed. And then lastly, there's the futurist view, um, talks about everything in revelation is in the future and none of it has come 
uh, to pass. All right. So um, and I, you can't put revelation is just like trying to put Jesus in a category. I believe all of these four different views in one way or another are true. Revelation contains events that have happened in the past, yet they're going to happen in the future. Uh, it also talks about things that have already happened in the past that will not happen again. Uh, it, and certainly we know it talks about futuristic things that are yet to come to pass. So all of these views, all of these uh, views, the polemicist view, the historical, the historist view, the preterist view, and the futurist view, I believe are all true in one way or another. And it's just like Jesus. You can't put him in no category. You can't put him in a, in a box. You can't um, uh, uh, just put him where you want him he, because he's everything. <laughs> uh, I am him that was and is and is to come. So we know that about him. And certainly uh, he even tells us, I am the one that was dead, but now I live forevermore. We can't put him in a box. We can't put him in a paradigm. Amen. He does not belong. He does not fit. Uh, the example that I want to give is in Matthew 24 and 3. Um, Matthew 24 and 3. They asked the question, and we know that he did not answer it in the order in which they gave it. Matthew 24 and 3. Uh, says, tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? They were trying to impress Jesus with all the ornate things of the temple. Uh, and Jesus told them there's going to come a time. And it did uh, not more than about 40 years later that that temple was destroyed. He said one stone won't be turned upon another. Well, we know that happened in uh, AD 70, when the Roman Empire came in and completely destroyed the temple, not more than 40 years after Jesus had already told him that that was going to come. But guess what? That's also going to happen again. When he talked about when you shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel, the prophet. All right. Stand in the holy place, told them to run for their lives because this Antichrist is going to rebuild that temple and set himself up as God. And when they realize and, and, uh, and uh, come to the realization, come to themselves and, and realize this is not our Messiah, that's when the destruction, they say, is they're going to say peace and then there's going to be sudden destruction. So even in this scripture, we can see the uh, polemicist view, we can see the historical view, uh, the preterist view, and the futurist view. All of them are true. All right? So we already know. We already know this is with where the Antichrist is headed to. He is going to build him a temple. He wants to be God. Amen. He's going to repeal that temple. He's going to set himself up. During this great time of trouble, when is that? That's the first three and a half years of the tribulation period. 
the people, when they realize he's going to sit in that temple and call himself God, they will rebel. And that's when sudden destruction uh, and uh, the scriptures say, run for your life. My God, don't go back to your house uh, to get anything. Head to the hills, flee for your life because there's going to be a great slaughter. Amen. So that prophecy, uh, although it has happened in the past, it will happen again. And that's what we're studying right now because we're living in the time where this particular old world empire, government, new word, new world order is forming. It's coming to pass right now. This political system, uh, the religious systems um, are being developed. And guess what? They're a lot further along than we realize. Right up under our very nose, these things uh, the mystery of iniquity doth already work, and only he that letteth will let. My God. And certainly, I had to ponder and wonder when um, Trump uh, gassed peaceful demonstrators to go stand in front of a church and hold the Bible upside down. What was that all about? Uh, to gain popularity uh, with uh, Christians, get them on his side. Uh, we've heard him say recently that uh, Biden is going to hurt the church and he's going to hurt God. What is that all about? Who? How can anybody hurt God? <laughs> uh, I, I think it's a, a, a utterly a a failed attempt to try to connect himself with Christians and everybody know he knows nothing about the Bible. He should have opened the Bible and read it uh, and also conduct themselves uh, according to the words that are contained in the Bible if he wants to have a relationship or connection with Christians. But yet many of them still love him. They're tied at the hip with him. My God, the mystery of iniquity. It is already at work, and only he that letteth will let. All right, let's go. <clears throat> As we dive into uh, Revelation 13, let's go to Daniel. Uh, when Daniel said it uh, at the end, knowledge will be increased. He was not only talking about technology, he was talking about knowledge of God's word, because what does uh, John do? He's given us more information about the things that Daniel wrote. Daniel could only see uh, what God had given unto him and revealed unto him. And he told Daniel, I want you to seal the book. But he told John, I want you to open the book. So knowledge is going to be increased. And let's see uh, what Daniel wrote. Uh, Daniel, the 12th chapter, and we want verses 1 through 4. <clears throat> All right, let's see what it says. It says, and at that time, that's a specific time. Now, remember, Daniel's prophecy is broken up into two divisions. 
You got the first six chapters, uh, which talked about things that had happened in the past and things were going on in the present. But when he uh, start in uh, Daniel 7 through 12. It's talking about all prophecy. And matter of fact, uh, Daniel 7 and 9, he talks specifically about the time of trouble, uh, a time of the end. All right. He says, at that time shall Michael stand up. Who is Michael? That's the warring angel, the archangel of God. Uh, who is he? The great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. Who is that? Israel. Amen. Daniel was praying, when will Israel be uh, restored? restored? And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation even to the time, that's the, that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Everyone that, stand, uh, that shall be found written in the book, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. So we even see in Daniel's prophecy, the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, let's read on. And he shall, he that... Uh, be wise shall shine as brightness of the firmament and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. All right. Seal the book up, Daniel, till the time of the end. And certainly that's where we are now. And knowledge is being increased because uh, John, in his writing, he thinks we already know uh, what Daniel's prophecy uh, was. But many of us don't because we have not read it and we have not read it with understanding. All right. So at that time, the time of trouble, that's the great uh, tribulation, uh, Michael, the ark. The uh, leader of angels is going to fight uh, for Israel, all right? And we find that in Revelation 12. You all remember that? Michael fought against um, the dragon that was coming after uh, the woman that was with child. You all remember? Amen. Um that was Michael that fought against the dragon. And there appeared a wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet and upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. And she being with child crowd tra travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. We knew that was Israel. All right, we've already studied that. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. Uh, a, uh, behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. And a his tail drew a third part of the stars from heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, 
which was ready to be delivered for to devour the child as soon as it was born. All right. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to the throne. And the woman fled in the wilderness uh, where she has a place prepared of God uh, that there uh, they there they shall be fed there a thousand two hundred and three score days. What is that? Three and a half years. Uh, count it up. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought. Uh, and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent. Who is he? He's the devil. He's Satan. We can use those interchangeably, uh, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels was cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now is come salvation and strength to the kingdom of our God. And the power of his Christ for the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which is accused before our God day and night. And they overcame him. How? By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them. Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth. Uh, for what? of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he know that he hath but a short time. Amen. Now, all prophecy, we know it has a, um, a present truth and a future truth. All right. The devil is after us right now because we're spiritual Israel. What is this all about? You all remember when uh, God told Abraham, Abraham, can you count the stars uh, in the sky? And Abraham said, no, Lord. He says, so shall thy seed be. Abraham, look to the seashore. Uh, can you count the grains of the sand? Abraham said, no. And God said, so shall thy seed be. So God promised Abraham a heavenly seed and a earthly seed. And this is what the devil is mad about, the accuser of the brother, brethren. He was, when Israel was about to be born, uh, that child was caught up before God, all right? And then uh, the woman, she was cast in, she was placed upon the earth and hid for three and a half years. And let's read on down here. He's cast down to us uh, because he has a short time. Uh, now look what he says in verse 15. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water and flood after the woman. Uh, he missed out on the heavenly seed. Uh, now he's after the earthly seed that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman, and he went to make war with the remnant of her seed. My God. So this is all about Israel, God's church, God's people. Amen. Um, 
And you know, when those angels were cast down uh, to the earth, do you know where they, they landed? Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon. And that was the same place that Jesus stood and said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And devil, you can't have my church. The gates of hell are not going to, I don't care what you're going to do. I'm always going to protect my church. Israel is my son. <laughs> my God, even my firstborn. Uh, God is always going to protect his people. Amen. And we be Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Come on, somebody. We're spiritual Israel right now. The devil has come unto us. He's after us. He doesn't want us to make the rapture. But when the rapture in the church is taken out, now he's fighting in that first three and a half years for the remnant, the earthly seed of Israel. My God, but God will always fight. And we have here uh, Michael, uh, the uh, leading angel, the warring angel that has been assigned to Israel, has been assigned to us right now to fight our battles. Um, uh, let's take another example. Let's go to Jude. <clears throat> Hopefully everybody got your Bible and you're reading along with me, Jude. We want to establish a fact. When um, Israel was going into the promised land, uh, there's only one chapter there. We want verse 9. Israel is being brought into the promised land. And look what it says, Jude 1 and 9. Yet Michael, who was that? The archangel, the leading angel. Uh, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke you. He shows up time and time again. Now, you all remember um, Joseph told Moses, the Lord is going to visit you here <laughs> uh, in captivity. And when he delivers you, don't leave my body here. Uh, uh, take me up with you. I want to go uh, with the children to the promised land. And Moses just did that. Now, when Israel is getting ready to go into the promised land, you all know Moses died just outside the border of the promised land. Now, here is Satan. Uh, he's fighting over the body of Moses, uh, and guess who shows up? The archangel, Michael, the leading angel, because he's assigned to Israel, amen, and said, the Lord rebuke you. All right, uh, they're going into the land of promise. Devil is disputing about the body of Moses. Uh, Michael shows up. And he fights for Israel in the past, in the present, and in the future. Guess what? He's going to fight for Israel in the three and a half years to come 
in that three and a half uh, first part of that seven-year tribulation period. Amen. So just as in Revelation verse 12, he showed up and fought, he will rise again and rise every time to fight against Israel. Israel, God's church, God's chosen people is his assignment. All right. What did he say? Israel is my son, even my firstborn. All right, look, uh, I want you all to go with me. Let's go to Romans 11th chapter. Now, you all remember they rejected him. <clears throat> he came to his own and his own received him not. That's how um, we got him. <clears throat> uh, he said, I'm going to leave to you uh, your house desolate until you say, blessed be him that come in the name of the Lord. All right. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. You've torn down my altars and stoned my prophets. How often would I have gathered you as a hen doth gathereth her brood and you would not. All right. So what did he do? He gave Israel a bill of divorcement so he could take him a Gentile bride. Anybody glad about that? Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Amen. They, they rejected him and now we have him. And he had us in the plan because he said even in, uh, in the scriptures, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them I must bring also. John, that's found in John 10. But I want you to go with me. Uh, let's go to Romans 11. Romans 11 and verse 25. Everybody, everybody, have your Bible. Read your Bible. <clears throat> Read it with me. Uh, Romans 11 and 25. He said, For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. And this is the uh, mystery of the salvation of Israel. Uh, lest you uh, should be wise in your own conceit. In blindness, in part, is happened unto Israel. Why? Why did it happen? Because they rejected him. Look, until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. He turned his back from Israel to take a Gentile bride. He's dealing with us until we are saved. Now, listen, uh, we've covered a lot of this. Um, not all of Israel rejected him. All right. Some of the uh, Jews are going to be part of the bride of Christ. But for the most part, they rejected him. He came to his own and his own uh, came, uh, received him not. So we are primarily a Gentile bride. All right. So he's dealing with us now. Look what he says. Uh, until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. All right. He's uh, has his attention on us. He can only take one bride at a time. Amen. And so all Israel shall be saved as it is written. There shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Jacob and this is the covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. When the Antichrist <clears throat> builds that temple and sets himself up as God, 
and cause the oblation of the and the sacrifice to cease and tell them now you are to sacrifice unto me. They're going to realize this is not our Messiah. They're going to turn to God and God's going to save them. I don't believe it's going to be no baptism in Jesus name and infilling of the Holy Ghost. But he said he's going to take away this. Um, uh, let me see. What did he say? There shall come out of Zion a deliverer and shall turn away the ungodliness of Jacob. For this is my covenant. I have an agreement. Israel is uh, Israel is the first family. <laughs> my God. Um, for this is my covenant with them, even though they rejected me. Um, when I shall take away their sins, they're going to turn to him and God is going to save them. Not all of Israel, but a remnant of Israel, because some are never going to accept him. Amen. But those that will turn to him, he's going to save them in the end, and they will be placed on the new earth. All right. All right. Let's get a preview for uh, Revelation, the 13th chapter, uh, just to let us know where we are. Now, Satan has been cast down to the earth. Did you all know that Satan has free reign to traverse heaven and earth? <laughs> um, when you read in Job and said that in the sons of God were gathered, those were the angels. And who showed up? Satan. And God said, where have you been? He said, well, I've been to and fro in the earth. Well, this meeting took place in heaven. So he's able right now to traverse heaven and earth. So he wreaks havoc down here. He convinces you to commit the sin. Then he goes up to heaven and, 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 and accuses you before God. <laughs> My God. But there's going to come a time when, he, when this conflict comes, this great conflict, he's going to be kicked out of heaven and he's going to be confined to the earth, just the earth. All right. Having he's a woe into the inhabitants of the earth for Satan now has come down to you having great wrath. Why? Because he only only have three and a half years to do what he's trying to do. All right. He's having great wrath. <clears throat> he's going to have a short time. What is that time? Times. And a half time. We see that in the Bible. We'll see that and I'll show I'll point it out to you. Time is a year, times is two year, and a half times you got the one plus the two and a half. That's three and a half years. You also see 42 months. All right, those are three and a half years. All right. He lost the war concerning the heavenly seed. Now he's waging a war against the earthly remnant that is left, which is Israel. All right. So what is he going to do? He's going to set up a religious leader. Uh, first of all, a political leader and a religious system called the false prophet or the false church. And they're all going to be in agreement with one another. 
the people are going to be worshiping Satan and don't even know it because what? It's going to look so close like the real thing. They think they're worshiping God, but they're worshiping Satan all the time. All right. And during this time of tribulation, this three and a half uh, year period, he's going to control everything. He's going to pull it off for three and a half years before they finally realize this is not our Messiah. My God. Look at, um, let's go to Revelation 13. Because God is asking for patience of the saints. Uh, Revelation 13, 9 and 10, it says, If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth in captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Amen. We're going to have, as the, the Bible says, hold to God's unchanging hand. Amen. Uh, God is going to um, avenge. Amen. He says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. He's going to repay. Amen. Even those that uh, the havoc that have been wreaked uh, against his earthly seed, the remnant of Israel, uh, the enemy is going to have to pay for everything he has done. Amen. All right, so he is going to set himself up as God. He's going to look like the, uh, the real thing. He's going to deceive many. Amen. And uh, let's look here. Let's go to Revelation 13. I'm already here. Let's go back to uh, verse 1. God's enemy, that's Satan. He's going to set himself up as a political and a religious uh, leader. <clears throat> John said, uh, Revelation 13, 1, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head, the name of blasphemy. Come on, somebody. Uh, what is blasphemy? Blasphemy, that's the, the one sin that God said he is not going to forgive, to deny who he is, uh, his greatness, his power. Come on, somebody. Uh, Isaiah uh, 9 and 6 says he's the mighty God, the everlasting Father the prince of peace, but the devil going to say, oh, he ain't, he ain't all that. Blasphemy, denying his greatness, denying his power. Uh, the greatest agony that God has is being doubted. His greatest joy is those that have faith in him. My God, his greatest agony is when we don't see him. Come on, somebody, as who he really is. And we find that out when Mary and Martha said, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Come on, somebody. And Jesus told 
um, uh, Martha, you'll see your brother again. She said, oh, yeah, I know. I'll see him, <laughs> you know, in that life in which to come. But Jesus said, I am the resurrection. Come on, somebody. You don't, you ain't talking about something where I'm standing right here in front of you. My God. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? His greatest joy is being believed. Those that have faith in him, his greatest agony is when we doubt him. And that's what the Antichrist is going to be. Oh, he ain't nobody. I'm God. Oh, no, he's not the everlasting. He's not the almighty. I am. And they're going to worship him. All right, look. Uh, and I stood upon the sand of the sea, and we know sea means people. This is this new world order that is coming. Uh, empire, old world, government, new world. Uh, but the newest is a new world order is coming to pass as we speak. Made up of kingdoms, leaders, nations. Come on, somebody. Uh, John sees this uh, political leader rise from among the people. And as we say, he's alive and well, and he's dwelling among us right now. All right. Remember, we said everything God does, Satan tries to copy. He tries to mimic. Come on, somebody. He will counterfeit. He will duplicate. He will come with a close copy. Uh, it's going to look like the real thing that many people are going to be deceived. All right. Now, remember, I'm talking about the here and now. This is what's going on right now as we uh, look at each other uh, over Facebook. Come on, somebody. This is the unholy trinity, just as Jesus had a trinity. Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, all of these three are one. All right, what do we have? We have Satan, beast number one, who is the political leader, beast number two, who is the religious leader, the false prophet or the false church, and all of those three are one. Isn't that something the devil know more about God than we do? <laughs> Uh, those that uh, in the, believe in the Trinity believe that they're three separate. Even the devil got it right. If he's going to mimic God, he's got to do it just like God did it. <laughs> the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, all the three are one. Satan, beast number one. The uh, political leader, beast number two, the religious leader known as the false church, the false uh, prophet or the false church, all those three are one. My God, they are all the devil. All right. So this first beast is the political leader. He's going to set himself up as God and he's going to have the religious leader, backing him up 100%. My God. And we certainly know that, uh, you know, we know 
uh, Daniel said nine, Daniel nine and, and 26, the people of the prince that shall come, the people of the prince that shall come. Uh, Daniel said it in a, in a, um, almost a confusing way, but, uh, when you get revelation concerning it, uh, God gave me the revelation to almost say it backwards. The prince that shall come will be of this people. The prince that shall come will be of this people. That's the Roman empire. He's going to be a Roman Jew. Amen. So we know that Donald Trump doesn't fit the bill. You know, a lot of people are trying to make him out to be the Antichrist. First of all, he's not Jew. And second of all, he's not near smart enough. If he's telling us to drink disinfectant, <laughs> uh, the Antichrist, this Roman Jew, Jew by nationality, uh, Roman by citizenship is going to be sharp. Uh, he's going to have oratorical skills. Uh, he's going to be charismatic. Uh, when he speak, people are going to be mesmerized. Uh, uh, matter of fact, they uh, will get to that scripture. They say, who can war against the beast? There's nobody like him. We'll also get to the scripture in Revelation 17 that John said, when I saw him, I... I, 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 I saw him with great admiration. And, and the, the angel came to John and said, why did you marvel? What do you, I'll show you the mystery of great Babylon. Could it be that he looked so close like Jesus? Remember somebody, this is the world order that's being set. It's coming into uh, fruition right now. All right, so this first political leader, he is going to uh, do what other administrations could not do. They are, he is going to um, negotiate peace between Israel and the Arab nations. Come on, somebody. Uh, the Jewish and the Arab nations, he's going to gain that land. He's going to build that temple. But that temple is not being built for the glory of God. He's building that temple for himself so he can be worshipped. My God. The first beast and the second beast, amen, they are not just persons, but they are political uh, and religious systems. Remember, uh, Daniel said there were empires, um, old world a word, new word, a new world order, still coming out from among the people, a new government, a new world order, uh, um, uh, something that we've never seen before. But it's not just that one person, it's a whole system. It's a government, my God. And that uh, instance that I gave of, of Saddam Hussein is the best one that I can give. We were fighting him, but we were fighting his oppressive uh, regime. Saddam wanted to be worshipped as, as God. Kim Jong-un in North Korea, he wants to be worshipped as God. Anybody ever seen some of those propaganda uh, tapes 
uh, that they give in um, in North Korea when they have the military out there and they have all the people lined up uh, giving praise to Kim Jong-un and there's tears coming out. Has anybody ever seen that? <laughs> uh, you know, being in America, what we call free, I mean, you know, we have as much freedom as there is anywhere, but we're still not free. Uh, it makes you laugh. Ain't no way in the world I'm going to clap and cheer and jump up and down like I'm about to lose my mind because Kim Jong-un is coming down the street. But yeah, you better. <laughs> if you in North Korea, you better jump up and down and have tears coming out your eyes because he wants to be worshipped as God. Saddam Hussein and his ugly regime went to an area in Iraq. And as he was leaving, somebody heckled him. And when he got back to his palace, he sent back his National Guard and they went back there and killed everybody in that village, tribe or city or wherever it was. Uh, that was on national news. Oh, no, you don't heckle. <laughs> Uh, Saddam Hussein. There is no freedom of speech. Uh, not in North Korea, not in Iraq, as we enjoy here. Um, you don't do that because they want to be worshipped as God. So when you have a economic, uh, a social, economic, political, religious system all saying the same thing, you have incredible power and control. And this is where we are headed right now. This is where we're headed right now. Uh, Trump, when he stood before the church and held up the Bible, that was an utter fail, uh, trying to get the Christians on his side, even the, the priest uh, that was of the church. And they, in the church, St. John's, uh, right there in Washington, D.C., uh, said he actually took holy ground and turned it into a battleground. They, they weren't going for it at all. But that was his attempt to stand in front of the church and hold the Bible up as if he's upholding the word of God <laughs> or he somehow knows what, what's contained in that Bible. Uh, but these are all types and patterns that we're seeing uh, of things that are coming to pass. My God. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Who killed Jesus? It was both the political leader and the religious leader. They didn't agree about nothing. But they hated Jesus. <laughs> um, let's go to Luke. Let's go to Luke, the 23rd chapter. He that has an ear, let him hear. Um, saints, we are living this right now. This is coming to pass. Right before our very eyes, this new world order. I know you, we hear that uh, the, the Republicans, they um, say the Democrats are bringing this about and there's some deep state and all of this. Well, the new world order is coming but it's not Republican and it's not Democrat and it's a lot further along 
than we think. All right, Luke, the 23rd chapter, uh, verses 11 and 12, what does it say? And Herod, with his men of war, set him at naught, that's Jesus, and they mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. And that same day, Pilate and Herod were made friends together, for before they were at enmity between themselves. It was both the political and the religious leaders that they didn't get along before, but they both hated Jesus. And, and after that, <laughs> it, it, what it says, um, they were made friends together over the hatred of Jesus. My God, uh, if you're sitting next to somebody, you ought to look at them and tell them, my God, because what's happening? That's happening right now. The world is hate. They hate Christians. They don't have no answer, <laughs> uh, but they both agree to hate Christians because they're calling right wrong and wrong right, and they don't want nobody there to serve as a conscience for them. Every time they see you, they're reminded of their wrongdoing. Tell me somebody, every time they see you, they're reminded of what God, Christian mean Christ-like. And this is happening right now. The world hate Christians. Come on, somebody. My God. And why are religious leaders contorting themselves uh, to count and countying themselves to political leaders? Come on, somebody. My God. I, you know, I, don't, I don't quite get it, how individuals, they, they love to be called the, um, um, uh, the chaplain of the White House or, you know, uh, I pray with the president. You know, uh, uh, Paula White is supposed to be his spiritual advisor and um, uh, Rod Parsley, somehow he got connected in and all of the big names, Swaggered and uh, Benny Hinn and all of them contort themselves and kowtie themselves to uh, the sexist, racist, um, uh, most corrupt uh, political leader. How can two walk together except they be agreed? And why do you have religious leaders today trying so hard to get in the White House? Uh, and we all know by now, and that's what the Antichrist is going to pull it off for three and a half years. After three and a half years of Trump, we all know what he's about. Pardoning his uh, partners in crime, Roger Stone. 
calling for the interference of Russia. Russia, if you're listening, he did it right before. He called for, for a foreign government to interfere in our elections. We all know uh, what Trump is now. It's been revealed. He's not even smart enough to, to hide it. Yet, you have religious leaders that are tied to him, kowtowing themselves, um, con uh, contorting themselves, twisting uh, uh, truths, trying to make uh, uh, excuses for the blatant crimes that he commit. What are we seeing? Religious leaders and political leaders tying themselves together. Trump in front of the church holding up the Bible. He don't know nothing about that. And you got religious leaders telling us, well, he ain't all that bad. Coming together. All right. They, these religious leaders that are coming, uh, beast number one and beast number two, they agree. They agree. Because what? They are the same. That's that same spirit. Uh, that's the mystery of iniquity that's at work right now. It's happening before our very eyes. Why wouldn't these religious leaders stand up to uh, the sexism. There you go again, calling a, 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 a female nasty. Um, I forget the, um, um, the news anchor. She had blood coming out of her whatever. He calls women nasty. My God, uh, the blatant racism that comes out of his mouth. Why wouldn't religious leaders condemn that? Yet they condone it. We are seeing the religious and political leaders coming together, having the same message. And a lot of people are being deceived. When shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Jesus said, people are going to be deceived. They're going to be deceived. They're going along with it. If you give people what they want, a tax break, and they agree with you in the hatred and the division that you sow even among your own government, they will go along with it. So this new world order is being formed before our very eyes. And guess what? This was Satan's plan, even from the beginning. Even from the beginning. Let's prove it. Uh, that great Babylon. Y'all heard me preach about it on Sunday. You know, anytime you hear me preach about something, you know something that's been on my mind, something I've been studying. Uh, Genesis, the 11th chapter. This is what Daniel saw. All of these empires 
Uh, I'm going to have to try to speed up a little bit because I'm running out of time. Uh, Genesis, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 9. Let's take a look at Satan's plan, even from the beginning. He didn't accomplish it then, but he will accomplish it now. All right. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, let us go and make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick uh, for stone and they and slime they had for mortar. And they said, go to let us build us a tower and a, a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make a name, uh, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. And they have all one language. And uh, this they began to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from the uh, thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore, the name of that place is called Babel, uh, because the Lord did confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. My God. So before there were any nations formed, Satan's plan was to make, uh, create a political and religious system that he could control. Remember somebody? All right. Um, first of all, uh, they were coming from the east, uh, but they should have been going east. We talked about that. Uh, they were building a temple out of brick, but what does God do? God builds his temple out of lively stones. What? The souls of men. Lively stones. They were building the temple out of brick. They had, the Bible said they had brick for stone. You all, you all catch that? Go back and read it. They had brick for stone. Stone is what God uses. Brick is what uh, represents slavery. The Hebrews were required uh, to make brick. And uh, matter of fact, uh, they were even required, Pharaoh made them make brick even without straw. So brick represented slavery. All right. They were going to make a city and a tower who was going to reach heaven. That was going to do what? Make a name for himself. This is Nimrod. Great Babylon, where it all started, where it will all end. My God, this is, what he, this is what he was trying to do from the very beginning. Satan, 
God has a church. Satan wants a church. God has a trinity. Satan wants a trinity. Um, Satan killed uh, God's two witnesses. So what does he come up with? He got two witnesses. <laughs> My God, can we see the similarity? Uh, from the beginning of time, Satan has been trying to create his kingdom. Uh, a a political and a religious system that he can control and will worship him. God had nothing to do with this city and this tower. They were building it uh, to make a name for themselves, but the name was going to be Nimrod. This is the system. This is the government. Well, this is the empire uh, that Nimrod built. And he was worshiped as God until it was destroyed. Come on, somebody. All right. <clears throat> so this was his um, uh, motive from the very beginning. They were doing the exact opposite. God told them to scatter upon the face of the earth, be fruitful and multiply. They were doing the exact opposite. Let us stay right here and build us a city and a tower and make a name for ourselves. God ain't going to have nothing to do with this. All right. So that attempt that was failed back then, the Antichrist is going to come and achieve during the tribulation period. My God, he's been trying to do it forever and it will finally come to pass. A governmental system uh, a political and a religious system that all speak the same language. You get it? Revelation 13, uh, Satan, the um, political leader, the religious leader, they're all speaking the same language. They're all saying the same thing because they're all one. All right, what did he want? He wanted a governmental, a political, religious system that all speaks the same language. And what did God have to do? Confound their speech. So they left off building the temple. All right. Uh, but Babylon is going to be rebuilt. Let's go to uh, Revelation. Just to remind you, we're not going to be there. Let's go to 17. I'm running out of time, running out of time. Revelation 17. Hopefully you have your Bible. Revelation 17 and 5. What did he call um, this? He said, mystery. Babylon the Great. That that started back then is what he's going to accomplish uh, in that great time of trouble. Babylon the Great, who is she? The mother of harlots and abominations of the earth, and the whole world has become drunk from the wine of her fornication. My God, what is it? It's a one 
world government made up of leading nations and kings, those that will be in power, those that uh, are of influence will bow down unto it. All right. Look at this. It's going to be a um, a monetary, uh, one monetary system. It's going to be a cashless system. Somebody better hear what I'm saying. Uh, You're going to have to take the mark of the beast in your hand or in your head. You're not going to be able to buy or trade. It's going to be a cashless system. What has happened in this pandemic? Do you all know that there's some stores that don't accept cash? See how quick we can move into this new world order and not even know it? There's some uh, banks that won't give you change. Hello, somebody. Some stores that that uh, um, saying uh, cash is king. Nope. Just in this pandemic, it changed just like that. Um, it's going to be a. Um, One world government, one monetary system, which is a cashless society, Um, one uh, is going to take total control of trade, uh, World Trade Organization, somebody, because you can't buy or sell, do anything, conduct any business unless you take the mark of the beast. It will include slavery. I'm on somebody. There's places that are still uh, conducting slavery right now. We are, we just talked about the uh, sex trafficking. Women are being sold as slaves. One legal code: you either do it, you comply, uh, you bow down, or you are killed. One supreme leader. That is the. Um, Uh, That is the beast. Um, uh, Michael Moore, you know, he said uh, President Trump was going to be the last um, American president. Uh, Isn't it strange? But we know uh, President Trump, he's he's not near smart enough. He's not Jew. (laughs) And he's downright dumb. He's not near smart enough to be the beast, the political leader that's to come. That's just the truth of the matter. This person is going to have such oratorical skill that people are going to milk when he speaks. Come on, somebody. My God. And just remember now, this is not just an individual. We're dealing with a whole government. A new world order, if you will, to, to update the term. Daniel talked about empires that came, uh, came and, and, and died, came and died. But all of them, we, we'll go over them. All of them wanted to be worshipped as God. 
All right. One supreme leader. Isn't it amazing how Trump is so infatuated, infatuated with uh, um, uh, leaders that uh, uh, that are dictators. Kim Jong Un. Um, um, Putin has just sealed a deal where he's probably going to be the president of Russia for the rest of his life. Putin is still killing people. I remember somebody, <laughs> the Chinese president, he's the president for the rest of his life. Uh, Trump is an infatuated with these dictators, these world leaders that stay in power and control everything. All right. Uh, he will be accepted as God. My God. And the people will literally think that he's sent by God. Um, there's a historical um, piece that I was reading about Hitler. Uh, and, you know, Hitler, he wanted to be God. And those that were captured, uh, the, uh, part of Hitler's army, uh, they told their captors, you better be nice to us. Because Hitler's going to come and win this war. <laughs> uh, they actually felt that he was God and he could not lose. People's minds are deceived. You better, you better be nice to us. Because Hitler's going to come. <laughs> and, and how did that turn out? People's minds are deceived. We're hearing it now. We're talking about a global economy. We're talking about globalization where there's going to be one monetary system. There's going to be one rule of law. Um, uh, we have um, uh, companies in California now that are putting chips in people's hands. God said, I will cause you. I'm not. I'm sorry. Yes, he will cause you to believe a lie. Uh, people, they're 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 going into this and they don't even know it. The company said, "Well, it makes it easy for us to identify you. Um, you know, you can get in and out of the building. You can go to the cafeteria. You can order your food, and we can keep all the money straight. You know, a cashless society. You don't have to spend no money at work. Just Put your hand over the scanner. Uh, we'll um, uh, debit your account. We'll take it out of your check. You can get your lunch or whatever your needs are. And people are actually doing it. Not realizing what they're opting into. Once I get a chip in you, uh, I can control you. <laughs> My God, uh, do you know uh, there was a man convicted? Well, um, uh, this guy, Hernandez, uh, I think it was Hernandez. He was the football player um, that had the cameras in his house and he committed a murder and they actually accessed his own cameras and proved that he murdered uh, this individual. You know, all of these things, these conveniences that we uh, think are conveniences, they can be used against you. So I don't have no cameras in my house. 
I got cameras outside my house. And y'all heard me say this. If if I'm beating the first lady, it's going to be her word against mine. And y'all know the pastor is always right. <laughs> I, I'm not having no cameras in my house. Who's going to be watching that footage? Uh, this man was convicted of murder uh, of his wife because of his Fitbit. Now, this is, uh, y'all know this ain't no Fitbit, but a Fitbit fits on your wrist. And, uh, you know, they know uh, your heart rate. Uh, they know whether you're uh, sleeping or you're in, uh, or, you know, what realm of sleep. Are you in deep sleep or you're just in, in the dreamy sleep? And the time that he said that he was sleeping in bed, they accessed the watch and said, man, your heartbeat was, uh, you must have been chopping up your wife about that time because your heart rate was not no resting heart rate. Now, if they can do all of that by the Fitbit, what happens when they take the chip and put it in your hand? You ain't going to be able to hide nothing from nobody. They'd probably be able to read your dreams. and uh, They know whether you're sleeping. They, don't, they know whether you're at rest. They know whether you're at exercise, your heart rate, your mood, and all of that stuff. And who knows? Uh, what capability they can have over you uh, because, you know, maybe there's a, you know, when, when something go rogue, they destroy it. Maybe there's a drug in there that uh, if you don't finally comply and do what you're supposed to do, they just kill you because you got the chip already in you. And there's some people that are subscribed volunteering for this program. Come on, somebody. My God. All of these people you have coming in your house, Alexa, I, I forget all the names of them. Uh, I know Siri is on the, uh, on the phone and they're on your iPad and now it's on your laptop. Do you know Siri is listening all the time? This technology, uh, not for me, not for me. They say, if you're going to kill somebody, don't take no new car. Don't take your cell phone. Don't take your Fitbit. <laughs> you got to go natural. My God, maybe just go with your drawers on. And even though those might even have a chip in them, the fruit of the loom might have a chip in it. Uh, this new society that we're going to is a controlling. They know and monitor and control everything. And people are actually signing up for it willingly. Willingly. And don't even know. Look how fast we've. Uh, now, I'm not saying that our cashless society is something that permanent, but look how fast it came about. And this is why we're spending some time here in Revelation 13, because what's happening 
what's going to be in total control in that three and a half year of the tribulation period, it's at work right now. It's right in our midst and we don't even understand and know what's happening. And as I say, it's a lot further along than we realize. My God. All right. I wish I had. A, I got another scripture here. Mm, 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 I don't know if y'all going to hang with me or not. Um. All right, we will um, we will uh, pick it up here uh, next time. I'm gonna cut it off uh, right here. Uh, but this is um, this is what we're this is the day and time in which we live. This is the day and time in which we live, saints. And listen, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. A lot of these things that are going on and happening, uh, and as I say, this new world order, this globalization, this one world government is a lot further along than what we think. My God, that was attempted from the very beginning is what the enemy will achieve during that three and a half year uh, period. And the mystery of iniquity doth already, it's already in motion. It doth already work. All right. May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer. Hopefully you all are enjoying uh, Revelation. Certainly it's given us insight. It's letting us know um, uh, the uh, spirits uh, that we encounter every day. Uh, that mystery of iniquity, I don't know why people are doing the crazy stuff that they're doing today. Uh, so, you know, when you go out, you have to be very care uh, very careful because you don't know what kind of spirit that you're going to encounter. People are mad. They're angry. They're frustrated. Somehow they've been deceived as, you know, their rights are being taken away, you know, um, I don't want to wear a mask and I don't want a social distance that just is defiant. My God, everything has been politicized. We are at odds with one another and at one another's throat, even over a Big Ten football. <laughs> My God, our kids going back to school. Everything, it seems, is a reason for people to fight and divide. But that's the spirit that we have among us today. All right. May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer. We want to encourage each and every one of you uh, that are not saved. Um, you need to get saved before it's too late. Uh, God is still in the saving business. The Bible says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 2 and 38 says, the promise is unto you, that was to the Jews, unto your children, that was until the baby Jews, and to them that are far off, that's us, the Gentiles. 
my God, that we might be saved before it's everlasting too late and be part of the bride of Christ. Amen. So I want to encourage you, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name and filled up with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in other tongues, yes, God, when he comes in, he's not a dumb God. He speaks. That's the first thing he takes control of, this, this tongue that we can murder with. Amen. And he speaks a new dialect, a new language that you haven't been taught, you haven't been coached. Amen. It's not a play on your emotion. When God comes in, he takes control and you'll hear yourself speak in other tongues. And when you speak, God writes your name in the Lamb's book of life. If you haven't had that experience, call us 734-477-6891. 734-477-6891. We have ministers on staff that will pray with you that will read with you what thus saith the Lord, that will encourage you. Uh, and when you're ready, we'll baptize you in the name of Jesus. And God will fill your soul with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. He did it back then. He said he's the same God. If he did it back then, he'll do it right now. So call us, call us, call us. The church doors, although we're not meeting there, they're still open and God is still in the saving.